What are some of the biggest lies that Hollywood movies and TV have told us about sex and relationships? We discuss this and more with returning guest, Kelia Clarkson, on this special episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking peoples, thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual and the only cult that wants you to think more, not less. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, hopeless, hopeful romantic. And with me, as always, is my, our dashingly, dastardly co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and someone who is questioning that opening cult line, but is far <laughs> too, far too far into this to start questioning. <laughs> kind of like a cult. Exactly. <laughs> You're too far in to start questioning now. Wow, that's a really good, that's a, that we should do a whole podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Psychology of cults and whether or not we are one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking about like opening phrases. Oh, like exactly. taglines. That's right, a long way. Yeah, okay. exactly. Two podcasts. There you go. There we go. We have plenty of podcasts. Oh, yeah. Left. All right. Well, and at, back with us again is a very special guest. And if I can open this up, then my lines, I'll know what they are. Okay, there you are. She is an actress and writer with roles in such projects as The Good Place, Blue Bloods, and leads in one of the a recent film, Miracle on Highway 34. Mm -hmm. She is a regular contributor to EV Magazine and senior fellow for relationships and culture at The Overthinkers, which is a totally real position I just made up. You can put that on a resume now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, she says it the <laughs> Uh She is also married to our very own Nathan Clarkson, which explains why we're able to book her on our show. Nepotism is alive and well. <laughs> exactly, and we support it. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. She is the kind, the kinetic, the kinesthetic, Kelia Clarkson. Wow. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me back on. I really appreciate it. No, we like having you on. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of cuz. And then it, even ended with the alliteration of your name in my last name. Yeah, I know. I know. Now I'm actually running out of K adjectives. So this is your last podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, growing up when they would be like, come up with an adjective that, you know, goes with your name. I would always just fall back on kind. Right. Because that's Caring. kind of the only thing. But that's a C, oh, a C, technically. Killing. Okay. <laughs> uh, I can see why you didn't go with that. One. Yeah. Okay. No. So anyway, well, I'll figure, we'll figure something out. I'll just yes. go to the C cool. on Google. Okay. <laughs> I'll just move over to that. Choosy. <laughs> okay, you can say that. That just makes me look like a bad host if I do that. <laughs> All right. So anyway, today we are doing a podcast episode we've actually wanted to do for a long time, which is the biggest lies that Hollywood has told us about sex. And this is a part of a, um, although we have not stated it, I assume that people have gathered this. This is a part of our, our month-long series, if you will, mm -hmm. on love, relationships, sexuality, uh, marriage, family, all these kinds of things. Uh, so I'm excited to actually have my love here talking about these things with you because you actually have written quite a bit yeah. on these things for mm -hmm. EV Magazine and other places and your own personal blog yeah. about relationships and love and sexuality and how it relates to culture and how we look at it. So I'm very excited to hear your opinion today. Yeah. We're very, very, very blessed to have you with us and your expertise. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes. Hollywood is a dominant force in most people's lives. According to the Atlantic piece, When Did TV Watching Peak? Americans on average watch around seven hours and 50 minutes of TV each day, produced primarily by Hollywood. Most of us, whether or not we want to admit it, are shaped by the content that Hollywood creates. One of Hollywood's favorite topics, of course, is sex and romance. And of course, Hollywood has widely been criticized for how it deals with the topic, 
whether it's mainstream outlets like The Atlantic criticizing Hollywood's unrealistic fairy tale approach to finding the right partner, feminists criticizing the double standard Hollywood has in regard to objectifying women versus men, or Christian groups criticizing the treatment of sex as a casual endeavor. Still, often these criticisms remain shallow and don't reflect nuances or changing ways that Hollywood evolves to reflect and shape the values of each new decade. Kelia, as someone who I know watches around the same amount of unhealthy TV as I do, what do you think the biggest lies are that you saw regularly promoted either growing up or today? And do you think they have changed or how so? Absolutely. Um, so I would say probably the very first lie that Hollywood tells that comes to mind is that uh, casual sex is just probably the best thing you can do. <laughs> that it'll help you uh, self-actualize, that it's mm -hmm. fun, that it's something to just get out of your system before you settle down. If you settle down before you get it out of your system, uh, uh, you're going to be really unhappy in hmm. your marriage or whatever relationship you find yourself in. Gotcha. They also have this over-romanticization with it that, one, that it's good. Too. Mm -hmm. Not sure, only that yeah. they push it, that it, it's good. And you can look statistically or anecdotally, I promise you, ask ask your friend <laughs> who experienced this. Yeah. It's not good. Hmm. It, this is not something I'm sure you I'm sure the I mean, this one person said, I loved it. Great, fine. Sure. That one person I'm sure is there's an exception to every rule, <laughs> yes. probably not it. Yeah. Um, but the the studies and they say this is sad, this is lonely, this is and it doesn't actually hold it actually doesn't talk about the downside of this. Well, promoting sure. yeah. whatever upsides, yeah. if there are any to this casual um, lifestyle when it comes to sexuality. Uh, they, they fantasize and they romanticize this kind of whole uh, lifestyle that we now see reflected in TV and film, but they never pay attention to the downsides, the destructive parts, the trauma, the lasting memories, the hardships, the counseling people have to get because they um, go through this and allow themselves to either be used or to use other people in this way, this dehumanizing kind of process that we have now come to accept. And real quick, I will say, We've been watching because it's you know around this time the the uh, right the the love month the love month yes. we've been watching <laughs> lots and lots of romance movies you know we watch horror movies during the uh, the Halloween exactly. time and yeah. we watch romance movies and and shows during um, the uh, Valentine's because that's the kind of people we are we yeah are we celebrate chill yes. for our cultural yes. rituals exactly yes. Christmas movies for holidays yeah. exactly <laughs> but during this time we've been watching a lot of romance movies and yep. and, and TV shows and what I've noticed and Keila and I you and I both talked about this. Almost every main character now, this is yeah. this is a very almost expected part of their their journey. And it's most of the time um, it's seen as positive and good. And this is a way to find love. Right. And and then that's you no know, all of the time. It's never followed up. Hardly ever. Maybe one or two places, but very rarely anything popular. Mm -hmm. It's never explores the downside, the destruction, the hurt, the trauma that comes from um, this kind of lifestyle, even though science and uh, anecdotally, uh, we know that this is a really destructive lifestyle. And I think that yeah. this is, you, you make, you both make interesting points, you know, uh, Kelly, to your point that the, that they're, <clears throat> excuse me, they treat it as something that it's a, an important part of your development yes. to go through. Yeah. That you have casual sex, that you don't actually actualize or discover yourself as a human being yeah. until you have a lot of casual sex. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I mean, I remember, I remember growing up, like one of the most, uh, it, it was something that was so pushed on us as, as young girls was like, well, you have to figure out what you like before you get married. Mm. And so you have to experience a lot of different people. And that was something that was pushed from TV shows that we watched and movies that we watched. 
when you talk about that at sleepovers and mm. you know that type of thing so it's it's definitely what are a couple distinct. examples of like tv shows where, where you, they did that um, i know we don't want to <laughs> don't want you uh preempt our blesses and curses but, <laughs> but uh you know i would say like well i don't I don't want to say it because I want to curse them. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> I'll say one that specifically yeah. stands out, I think kind of defines this whole generation, I would say, of millennial women who grew up as kids, never should have watched this, but they grew up with kids watching with their moms, is Sex in the City. Oh, absolutely. Okay, Sex yeah, in absolutely. the City yeah. was definitely this kind of changing moment in yeah. how we looked, especially on our TVs, because of course this happened throughout history, yeah. but this as culture, as a culture, we started saying, this is normal. This is good. Right. This is yeah. something we as a culture all do and share together. This right. is one of our, I hate to say it, but values. Right. And so we saw this on Sex in the City. And I remember seeing some Sex in the City with a uh, with people in the past. And <laughs> and I, I was, you know, I'm, I live in the world. I live in Hollywood. I live in sure. New York. Yeah. I'm not shocked by the world. Many things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was going, people like this? Yeah. I'm not saying it didn't have good acting, good, good writing. Right. But that's aside from the point. Um, I was going, people watch this and think that this is a way to live, mm -hmm. that this will yeah. bring happiness, that this will bring fulfillment, and it won't bring any sort of negative feelings right. or things like that. So I was surprised when I first saw Sex in the City yeah. Yeah. that, oh my goodness, this is a destructive kind of message from the show, yeah. no matter how yeah. good the yeah. is. And I, I, I want to, because you mentioned a few times about the studies, there is a, one particular study that- Thank you. I knew that if I mentioned them, yes. you would you provide <laughs> them. <laughs> the University of Utah, that was- uh, that if you Google that, you'll be able to find it where there's, they talk about a lot of the long-term psychological damage mm -hmm. that comes from people having a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, partners before they marry that they, um, you know, it makes you less capable of committing to somebody once yes. you find them. And it also creates increased anxiety and depression, particularly with women. Yes. Um, but yeah. also with men. Yeah. So that's no, and it's, and that is interesting point. They don't talk about those things. They leave those parts out, even in stories that are trying to deal with all of the parts of um, the human relationship experience, like a, like a show I love, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. And they try to okay. deal with some of the fallouts of, because they're like, they do this one episode, which is, oh, you know, friends, you know, shouldn't sleep together because somebody always gets hurt. And they yes. do say that, but yes. they sh they do it as the, another person got hurt. It was never actually them, the people yeah. engaged in that. Well, and I like that show because, and it by, it's by no means perfect and it does engage in this kind of behavior, but that was one of the first shows I can remember in the zeitgeist yeah. where you saw three dimensions to people's actions. Right. It wasn't just this, this is great, this is awesome. Because you have the character Barney who sleeps around with right. a bunch of people, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And most, most, a lot of shows have the Joey, whatever it is. Right. And we're like, ha, ha, ha. But this show is the first one to show that that was actually a part of his deeper trauma. Right. He was trying to discover his identity, him not feeling validated as a man or whatever. It actually showed some why people did this and it showed some, um, some negative results as a result of it. He ended up yeah. losing people he fell in love with because of yeah. this. Yeah. So I, that show is far from perfect morally, but it does show more of a human, holistic understanding. Right. And I, I will say this to sort of go off on you, but uh, your, 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 what you guys say, but, but to take a little bit of a track, a different track on it, which is that I hear a lot of people say, um, particularly conservative Christians, say that Hollywood um, denigrates or devalues marriage within mm. the, oh, yeah. within the, um, the within movies and TV. We talk about well, that with my mom. Right. Time, now, the thing is, I, I don't see it quite the same way a lot of times that they do because all of these shows, even Sex in the City, portray the end of the story, the happy resolution yes. as marriage, as people getting marriage, as people finding the right person and settling down. Yep. How I Met Your Mother does this, Friends does this, Sex in the City does this, pretty much yeah. every, and then um, what's it? And um, That's uh, the goal, right. but this is 
the that's, pathway to that. That's the thing is what they teach is foolishness. Yes. They teach them the, yeah. the way to get there is the way which actually, and of course, let, don't let me get started about living together before you get married, which Plenty all, of science so much, like everybody agrees, even cracks.com agrees. That's wow. a bad way yeah. to go <laughs> for, for, uh, for getting married. And so they teach us foolishness that this is the way to go about it. And they're wrong. It's just, it's a very unwise way to and go about it if you want. By the way, I do want to say this. Yeah. If you have experienced this or done this, or you are a person who comes from a place, or or maybe you are currently practicing this kind of lifestyle, right. yeah. this, is your point. this does not preclude you from love. This does not preclude you not from value. This does not preclude you. That That is a hugely um, damaging uh, narrative that people have no. brought up and said, yeah. We just, I just think it's a hindrance to you and to anyone right. and actually finding what you're looking for, finding true right. and value and love. Absolutely. You are still just as valuable and just as worthy of love as anyone. I just want you to find that love. And I think this is not the way. Right. Yes. And the thing is, and part of you getting to find love will be um, making a change yes. in how you do things. We're yeah. saying going forward, this is a better way, but absolutely people can rebound from bad things all the time. Yes, we all have. We, we all, have, we've all, we've we've all done that. Pretty much yes. all, all of us in different ways have had choices and lived for years and seasons of our lives where we have put boundaries in front of our success, either yes. emotionally right. or mentally. So you are not alone. We, this is not a judgment. We, people, everyone sitting here has made mistakes in huge yeah. ways. So that is not a judgment. Right. But we are always trying to figure out how to get, how to live. I mean, that's exactly. ultimately- How do we get out of the place we're in and actually move to And how to better. live better. And, yeah. and, and everyone sitting on this couch has experienced these things yeah. and wants that for both you and ourselves. So that's, that's an excellent point yes. to bring up. Um, next slide. Oh, good. Next slide. Yeah, I, was, no, well, I, I pretty much finished, but I was, like, I was gonna actually move, say, Keely, okay, so what are some other lies that you see Ahala tell about sex and relationships? All right, well, another one I have seen is really, really popular with a lot of TV shows and movies is they constantly portray teenagers or people who are playing teenagers mm. as sexually active oh. and not just sexually active but having a very very full like exciting sex life mm. that that is um, an excellent point yeah that, it's, it's I mean, essentially normalizing sex uh the sexuality of teenagers absolutely right. and of course you know young teenagers are going to be watching shows that have right. teenagers in them and they're going to emulate these right characters well and this kind of piggybacks on what we just talked about it's in the same vein but it is amazing. You and I were talking about this earlier. I remember watching One Tree Hill or wh whatever yeah. it is when yeah. you were these kids or OC, I guess, or some of you, mm -hmm. you uh, Gen Xers out there. Um, <laughs> but these shows really started normalizing sexuality um, in teens. Right. And, and, yes. and again, they didn't talk about the downsides. They don't talk about the teen pregnancy, right. the STDs. They don't talk about the emotional distress or the, uh, the even the physical distress right. of these things. Um, but it's, it's romanticized. And again, it's fantasy, but the thing that makes it even worse than what we just talked about, a lot of these movies and stuff, this is aimed at teens. Right. This yes. is aimed at teenagers. People who do not have underage the capacity right. to handle high school, middle school. Yeah. Yeah. These, yeah. these yeah. shows no, are aimed at that. Th this is an excellent point. It's an excellent point for a couple of reasons. I'm really glad I brought this up. One, the for everybody, but for especially teens, the amount of sex that Hollywood portrays people having <laughs> is is com it's just wrong. It's just statistically wrong. I mean, like yeah. they portray nerds like in Big Bang Theory having more sex than the average person 
uh, has in their lifetime. The mm-hmm. number of partners yeah. have, but then teenagers have even fewer sexual partners and sexual experiences statistically than people who are older and yeah. that they portray. So they actually tell teenagers, this is average. Like, and if you aren't doing this, you're probably abnormal. Exactly. You're abnormal. You're, you're a loser. The, the only weirdo in band. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. And 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 so and that is a very dangerous, just factual, statistical lie. Give you go outside of values. Which, to your point, you're right. They also don't have the emotional capacity to handle the stresses and damages that it's going to cause them. Well, it's yeah. funny. I remember being in high school and my, my family was not watching these shows, but I, you know, I, I yeah. played in Which of course, cable, yeah. you never watched anything yeah. that your no, family didn't watch. No. Yeah. But I, I was in high school and I was and like, am I doing something wrong? Like, yeah. I couldn't even imagine like holding hands with a girl. Like, <laughs> oh, that was yeah. like, beyond my comprehension. How do I get to the point where I can hold someone's hand? And then I watch these shows and be like, oh my gosh, the stuff they're doing, right. there must be something wrong with me. Exactly. And as a young yeah. hormonal teenage boy, I'm going, well, I want to do that. I should probably do that if I want to be normal. Of course, I was still Christian and all these things from youth group, but there's still that part of me is like, I should be normal. I want to do all this. Yeah. And it's really, and that's a, that's something, I don't know. We are rushing people into adulthood now. And it's just really sad to me to see um, in, in, the, in the darkness of adulthood. You right. Know? And it's sad to me yeah. to think that kids are feeling pressured nowadays to start these, um, these very mature things that have long lasting implications when they're kids because they watch it even in Disney shows or whatever it might yeah. be. And it looks cool and it has none of the actual implications or realities of the yeah. world. And that's how powerful art is. And especially, you know, here in New York, we banned vaping, selling flavored vapes, right? You can't buy grape colored vape juice, but what, um, because, and the reason why, and this whole another episode, we want to debate that, the reason why is because it appeals to children, right? It appeals to kids or teenagers, so you can't buy flavored vape. Um, and they don't want to get kids. <laughs> And I'm going, okay, fine, that's fine logic. But if we're going to use that logic, we should ban teen shows that show and portray this really destructive lifestyle. Right, and and as we're actually, we're we're having, uh, as we are as a society becoming more sensitive to how the sexualization of teenagers, like not just, you know, people who are like, you know, 12 or 13, but like, and how adults have preyed upon teenagers who are 16, 15 and the damage that has been. Yes. We should be more sensitive to these mm-hmm. shows, which are saying there's no difference yeah. that they have th- between those. Well, I have a new lie to bring up, if that's all right. Okay, you just yeah. have, always have another lie. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, and it goes hand in hand um, with that. And, and my lie that Hollywood has told us about sex and relationships is that it knows what it's talking about. Ooh, okay. Ooh, this is a good one. It yeah. comes from a place of authority. And, and in fact, if you talk to, <laughs> this, uh, uh, to society in general, we kind of in a in a time now we, we no longer have church, we no longer even really have families around us. We yeah. give us these moral grid of what's right and what's wrong. I'm sorry we don't even think about this, but I think subliminally, even explicitly, we look to television. Yeah. We look to our shows and our entertainment. Um and even even to a degree our celebrities for the mm-hmm. morality of the day. Yeah. And so Hollywood is now the grid for what is normal. Like you said earlier, this is normal. We're right. telling kids this is normal. What is normal? What's what's okay? And the reality is Hollywood has no idea. Hollywood isn't reading studies. Hollywood doesn't care about, and I'm talking about Hollywood like as a person, but kind of is. Um, they're not reading science. They're not, yes. they're not concerned about your, Miss um, Hollywood. They're not concerned about your well-being yeah, yeah. mentally, physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. anything like that. They're concerned with what sells, yeah. right? And what's interesting to me is watching um, Hollywood claim that they have this kind of objective knowledge right. on what is normal, what sex ought to look like, what relationships ought to look like. 
and in reality have no idea what it's doing. Yeah. And this is really easily referenced by Hollywood is the place that for decades yeah. has told us sex isn't any big deal. Do with anyone, have fun. It's just a physical act. It's not that big a deal. And then Hollywood is also the place that simultaneously yeah. has the movement, me, the Me Too movement, which yeah. I'm a supporter of. Right. I, I right. think yeah. right. predators ought to be called out. But it's so hypocritical to me to watch this sex doesn't mean anything. And all of a sudden, sex means everything. He looked at me the wrong way. And you're going, which one is true? Sex is, meh, what, who cares? Or sex is the most important thing. Right. I err on the side of, he looks at you the wrong way. We need to work on that. That's bad. Yeah. But um, it does seem hypocritical. Like they don't know what they're talking about. And I feel like they're not a source we should be going to for to understand relationships or sexuality in any which I'll way. I'll go off that briefly and then I'll uh, bring it back to Kelia, but is that like a year or two before the Me Too movement erupted, Hollywood gave itself an award for the movie Spotlight, which was a movie all about the, you know, wow. the sex abuse scandal in the Catholic Church. Mm. And they're painting themselves as these paragons of the protectors of mm. the vulnerable, the people who really understand what healthy sexuality is like, unlike those backwards Christians. religious people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then like a year or two later, the Me Too movement erupts. Wow. And we're like, no, right. you, you guys cannot be the moral authority on this. We're right. glad you did that movie, but you can't pat yourself on the back for this. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that is really, yeah, it's that, that's interesting. Kilia, any thoughts? Well, especially that coming from a uh, an industry that wants us to believe that the people that we're seeing in sexual situations are 15 and 16 years old. You know what I mean? They're <laughs> that's a minors, good point. Yeah, that's right? a good point. Even if the um, actors are not, we are watching supposed minors do these things. Like, not to so, mention, you wrote an article on this a while ago about the nudity and sexual sexuality in film. Everyone's like, that's normal. That's okay. And you wrote yeah. how actually damaging it is when they get drunk. They have oh, yeah. regrets all through it. And, we're trusting All these people stories of pressure young actresses yeah. into getting to revealing themselves for millions. On if you want to hear Absolutely. more about this, we have an episode on that in our Overthinkers archive. You can <laughs> yeah. look it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. Any any other lies you uh, want to bring? Has has it has it have the lies that are told changed from when you were kind of growing up to what you see today? Mm, I don't. Or is it pretty much they... the same ones? She's pretty young. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They didn't have time to change. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I think what's interesting about I see today is there is an attempt to be more realistic with with depictions yeah. of sex mm. and romance. But the thing is, I can't think of a single real lie that has changed. Yeah, That's I, I agree. The things yeah. that the messages that they're giving are still the same. And I don't know why that is. I think maybe it's because they're reflecting the sex lives that they know. And the sex lives they know haven't changed. Yeah. So they're trying to like, they're doing things like Silver Lightning's Playbook, which is like, okay, it's, we're talking about like mental illness and love. Sure, sure. You know, and we're, and we're showing that maybe not everything kind of ends up totally happily. So there's a little bit of like, they're doing some stories like that, but they really are still telling the same, this, the same mistruths. I'll say another one that I found a lot, which is that, um, and this goes back to something you were both saying before, which is that um, to, uh, what's, what's the best way to put this? Um, it's healthy. It's, um, there's something wrong with you if you get attached when you have sex <laughs> without meaning to, and there's something yeah. wrong with you if, um, if you like, they use, even they use the word catching feelings. Yes. As if it's yeah. a, like, like it's virus. It's like it's a virus. Yeah, yeah feelings are a virus. No, you, if you study science, that's how sex is like designed to work. Yes, like, yes. It's like, it's, but designed. if you wear two masks, you will not catch the virus. <laughs> 
hey, uh, political humor. No, but uh, but uh, that that I think that the way I think that the way that they expect it is that if the only thing that makes uh, sex bad or sex uh, problematic is if there is um, if there's a mismatch of consent. If the two people mm-hmm. say that they're both consenting to something that's meaningless sex, then it yeah. should be meaningless sex. And mm-hmm. if not, there's something wrong with it. When in fact, to hold, have intimacy with a person and then to not grow attachment is what we call sociopathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, wow. it's true. You cannot take the meaning out of sex. We want to call it casual sex so badly but our bodies see mm. it as anything but casual. That is mm. not casual to the human body. I mean, scientifically, you know, your brain releases. You release bonding hormones. That's literally what your body was meant to do. Yes. And so to in, engage in this lifestyle, you have to go against your biology. Mm. You have um, to ignore what your body is telling you. But, but I love <laughs> that you're saying Hollywood literally treats this as a bad thing or a virus right that's yeah really, so true. that's such a good point <laughs> that's really yeah. really yeah like if you if you fall in love with someone because you did the thing that lovers ought to do yeah that you there's something wrong with you yeah i want to tell you if you've done that and you are in love you're that's you're healthy it's how it's supposed to work you're functioning yes. the way you should be you are functioning the way <laughs> yeah you were made to that's a great that's a great lie um, I have another one if we're done with this one. Yeah, we're done with this one. That's okay. fine. Yeah, do, we're, do we're moving on in a rapid clip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, my other lie is, and this is classic and yeah. this is easy and everyone out here knows it, but it should be said. Mm-hmm. It's that finding someone will complete you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you yeah. will find meaning, purpose, identity, um, and wholeness and, and fulfillment through finding the one, the quote unquote one. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, this is interesting to me because I do think we live in a generation, in a society, I, I mean, in a history, how about that? Um, in, in all of history, we want this, but especially now because we don't have these um, identity creators like family, right. like community, like church, like what, whatever you want to say they are, we are now searching for identity much yeah. more. And, and that's why I think a rise of um, the hookup culture has come. I do think a lot of it is coming out of of looking for identity, wanting, looking to be valued somewhere, looking to understand yeah. yourself, have someone give you affection and attention. Um, so I understand why we have in, ended up here, but I do think that Hollywood continues to capitalize on that emotion, right? That natural emotion inside of us to want meaning, to want purpose, to want fulfillment. And it keeps on promising us that if we find the right partner, the guy or the girl, yeah. um, that suddenly we will have everything we want that that and needs to be true okay. yes i mean yeah. and yeah it's the yeah. classic and i'm gonna curse it later but it's sure, a classic you complete me right and no they don't and i can tell you this being married being happily married to someone i am absolutely in love with and love sharing life with your partner will not complete you i do not complete her she does not complete me yeah. and we both have entire persons that we have to learn and work through yeah. Yeah. and find fulfillment and find value and that comes you know i would say obviously yeah. through our relationship with god um, but it's, and it's a fascinating thing because C.S. Lewis actually did this whole thing where he was trying to talk about people saying that God, um, God is a substitute for sex. And he was talking about the mm. fact that in his relationship with joy, that he said, you know, I could no more say that, you know, um, God was a substitute for, you know, her than I could say that eating was a substitute for breathing. Mm. And it's like, it's, you know, it's like the, the need and desire for companionship, for marriage, for yes. family is good things that, you know, as a Christian, I believe God put into the world, but they're not meant to, 
um, establish your identity. Yes. And feed that keep yes. gaping hole. Yes. And the thing is, what I think is interesting is that Gen Z is actually having far less sex, having far less, you know, um, is, is likely to get, be, you know, be married, get married, you know, like it's, like it's maybe some of them are a little young at this point, Gen Z, but, <laughs> but they're more, less likely Not to be that in young. relationships. They're you know. starting to, yeah, they're starting to, yeah. And, yeah. and I think that one of the things, one, one of the reasons is because the people who have been telling the stories about what, um, about what sex and relationship and marriage is, have been doing a bad job. So they know that they, these are lies. They're mm. actually discovering that the Hollywood, what the Hollywood has been telling has been lies because they've seen it hasn't worked for the people in the previous generation. And so why even do why it bother? all? Why bother? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That, that I hadn't think about that, that part of the hookup culture comes out of realizing the Hollywood has lied to you about relationships. Yeah. There's yep. a disenchantment with it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so why bother with the emotional part that looks, and you watch, you know, we have huge divorce rates now. Why would I want to get involved in what I saw right. and rip apart my family? Right. Yeah. Why would I want to be any part of that, especially when the, in the likelihood of getting divorced is actually the majority of marriages. Yeah. So that that is interesting. Huh, Kelia? Thoughts? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, got started. They're going to no, think that we're like, talking I, over I, you I, and I talking was, more than you. I was thinking about my blessings and curses. I'm okay, sorry. Well, so why would you say, say, what would you like um, people, what would you like I was say, what would you like to see um, artists do differently, filmmakers do differently in terms of telling stories um, about that give a better picture, not just in terms of like, well, don't do these like five things that we've said that they were doing, but in terms of uh, showing a better positive vision of what uh, what this looks like that you haven't seen people do. So I think number one, it doesn't have to be positive. So hmm. what I mean by that is we can show people yeah engaging in a casual relationship but we can also show the hurt the that damage yeah. can come along with that so you will mean come along with that for many people be truthful in your art yes be yeah. truthful mm -hmm. show what it feels like when you you know see someone you like them maybe you catch feelings for them they don't catch feelings for you and what it's like to deal with the hurt of well what's wrong with me or having um, given your body to yes, someone who I, doesn't I, I let, love you. I let you in and then you didn't call me back. Like show what that's like. Yeah. And it's not just, Oh, whatever. I'll just hop back on the dating app and I'll forget <laughs> all about it. That's yeah. just not what it's like, you know? Um, but if we want to show positivity, I think it would be great to show relationships that build very slowly hmm. and beautifully. Like, relationships that we don't just throw these two characters together hmm. and then just kind of make them work together hmm. we, we let them grow together and let their love grow and show it show waiting to know someone as a really fun and beautiful thing hmm. that's you know? very good how do you do that in a two-hour movie as opposed to a television show <laughs> you wait until the end have you <laughs> <laughs> have you seen uh, up? <laughs> up oh did, my gosh. Oh, up did this in, in three minutes. minutes. So there's yeah. no excuses. The thing is, we criticize Christian filmmaking world on here a lot. A because lot. it as we should. As as it as it deserves, <laughs> because it doesn't reflect reality. Yeah. So turns out the Christians are the only ones who in their art don't reflect reality. So often what Keely said, I would like to see more filmmakers more um i'm saying i'd like to see they're not gonna listen to me <laughs> but i would like to see it hey, you know <laughs> i would like to see realistic depictions of choices that have to do with sexuality and romance uh not ones that you think will sell not ones that you think um we should culturally politically say but the reality of the human condition shown on film yeah. um what hurt looks like 
when you um, do give your body to someone who doesn't love you back, what a real loving, committed relationship looks like, um, what the struggles of trying to find love, uh, the realization that you are not fulfilled by a romantic partner, that you actually have to self-actualize um, apart from them to even be someone who's, who is ready to be married or in a relationship. Oh, yeah. So um, I would just overall love to see in both Christian world and secular world, more realistic depictions of the human experience, especially when it comes to sexuality and romance. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yeah. I would, both of those things, you you took both of what I would say, but yes. I would say, exactly. I know he always <laughs> likes to get Let one up on me. Exactly. Yes. Um, I will say that I would like to have more um, romantic uh, portrayals of people who are married. Not mm. just so true. stories about people before they get married and then they get married. Or in the case of marriage that story. So and Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's marriage about falling apart. apart. No, but I think there is, there is a, the, many people describe, particularly Christian writers describe marriage as the beginning of a story of a love and a relationship, mm. not the end. And maybe it's because, and I know this is going to be harsh, but I don't care. Um, maybe it's because a lot of Hollywood relationships don't last very long. They aren't able to do this. I mean, yeah. But, but <laughs> that's but, Real. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, okay, is like I would like to see stories that show what actual building of a life together looks like. Mm. And what does it mean to love each other, to be attracted to somebody, but also to be, you know, learning about each other while you're married and to um growing together in that way. And I, the struggles and the, the struggles, you know, yeah. The, the, yeah, how horrible it is, but how good yes. it is. I would like to see more stories like that. That's yeah. Such a good to explore point. the beauty of yeah. commitment. In sexuality and relationship. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I love it. Hey, anyway, well, so yeah. Hollywood, if you're taking notes. Yeah. Or Christian filmmakers, if you're taking notes. Yeah, dear Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we have solved the problem for Dear you. Mr. and Mrs. Hollywood. Exactly. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Hollywood are married, apparently. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So now it's the part where that we were all chomping at the bit to get to right from the beginning <laughs> is blessings and curses. Because here's where we give examples of places we think Hollywood has actually done it well. Or mm-hmm. places we think Hollywood has messed up. We need to get specific about this. So, Kelia, as our guest, um, what would you be your big blesses and curses in this regard? All right, I'm going to start with my curse. Oh, um, she's going backwards. Okay. Yeah. Oh, do I do? No, you, you, no, you no we do don't have rules. Yes. I, oh, I see. It's blesses and curses. I just like it's the okay, idea of okay. starting out negative and then being. You positive. can do that. She's an support it. We support <laughs> that here. Go crazy. Break all okay. the rules. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I, I want to curse actually a couple things. So okay, fine. We'll let you have two. <laughs> I'm first off going to curse Pretty Little Liars. I don't know if you've ever seen Pretty Little Liars. I've never seen Pretty Little Liars. I did not yeah. assume you would. <laughs> I'm not the target. Liars. I'm not the target audience. So, so I yeah. <laughs> first started watching Pretty Little Liars when I was probably like 14. Okay, hmm. it shows all these pretty you know girls that are in actuality around you know my age now, 24, okay. playing high schoolers. And they're all, you know, in these relationships, da da da, having sex, and that uh, one relationship in specific that's really, really problematic is um, a young girl that is dating her teacher, and and they, you know, portray it as awesome. like and everything that entails, by the way, dating, sleeping with, yeah, yes, yes, it's, and it's this is not a problem there. in the show. Well, it's it's portrayed as exciting, and and they're very committed to each other throughout the series. Oh, oh that's good. awesome! What a and, good accurate uh, portrayal of teachers. Stockholm in syndrome. Yes. And, so, <laughs> and so, as a fourteen-year-old, I was like, "That's really cool. I want to be like Aria." You know, wow! If I could get a teacher to think I'm, you know, pretty, it's oh, yeah, terrible. You know, you're so, an impressionable girl, yes, and they're feeding absolutely. this to you. Do you, do you uh, I'm sorry. And, and he was a cute actor. You know what I mean? Like oh they, 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 they make him. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is like. 
He was a cute actor. That's what you mean. Yeah. Like this picture perfect package. Wow. That no teenage girl could say no to type thing. You know what I mean? Do you know if the primary writers on the show were men or women? Uh, well, it's based, it's actually based off of a book series, which is, I believe, by a woman. Okay. So, All right. So, um, yeah. That's a, that's a whole other direction, but I was curious. A, Go ahead. Yeah, that is a whole other direction. <laughs> um, but the other curse I want to do, and it actually ties into your um, point of yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need to depict marriage as more beautiful and important in life, is Titanic, which is, you know. Oh, this is a movie that has gotten cursed <laughs> yeah. by two different guests. Wait, oh, who really? else cursed you? Did I curse you? Yes, you curse. This is a recent episode. Yes, yeah. I hopefully don't curse it the same way. But um, what I'll say is, it's it's really interesting to me that you know they they portray the main girl as um, having this three day fling basically with <laughs> yes. uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, and you know they sleep together all this type of thing. They fall in love in three days. And then of course he dies and she lives a long life. And then at the end of the movie, we're supposed to believe that she went on to live a life and, you know, marry someone else, have children with someone else. But then at the very end of the movie, we see her rejoining as a young woman. Yeah, she goes to heaven and she, yeah, she goes to heaven and ends up with Jack. Exactly. And so we're meant to, we're led to believe the marriage and the children that she yeah had were, less meaningful. were not as important to her as this three day thing. Wow, yeah, and no, that's true. disgusting. No, that's true. They, we, that's another thing is that it does. We didn't even mention this slide that Hollywood does um, value intense uh, relationships, and, something yeah. emotional, yeah. emotional, yeah, yeah. over. Yeah. It was like, oh, it was a very passionate three day. You know, and that's like, more meaningful than my fifty years marriage. <laughs> the thing is, it's one where you didn't get a chance to get to know the person well enough. Yeah, she for it to not be ideal. She even got into a real fight with Jack. <laughs> no. She didn't know. They didn't share money. Like, <laughs> but that's a, a, a lot where not to get off on a whole other podcast. But that's a lot where this is a, a lot coming from is once you get to know each other, you realize each other's flaws. Yeah, we are yes. horrible people. And if you can keep <laughs> yourself from being known, just I can be with them physically and for a night yeah. and they can and, and not know them yeah. in that case you never actually have to know each other you can always live in this fantasical right. romanticization of yes. uh, of each other rather than the real hard work of which is also an episode yeah. of how i met your mother yes <laughs> but no that's an excellent point it, yeah it just has um, everything in there yeah so it definitely just romanticizes you know flings and just yeah you know, passion like you said yeah. Um, so those are my curses. Okay. And so then, what times has Hollywood actually gotten it right? Well, so my bless. You had a tough time with finding blessings. She I, was stressing out. So not often, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I did have a really Do hard better. time finding bless because I, I wanted to show something that positively portrayed um, a relationship, but it was a little bit difficult to find one. And so I ended up thinking, I will bless Ladybird. Ooh, okay. okay. I'm so, interested in this. Yeah. Tell me more. So Lady Bird is a story of a uh, young girl hmm. trying to find herself to the I point see. where, you know, she wants to be called Lady Bird instead of, yes. I think it's Christine or something. Yeah. And so she is searching for identity, validation, a yeah. place in the world. She wants to know who she is and what what she is to other people. And so, of course, she ends up, you know, hooking up with this cute boy at school. Mm-hmm. and. I think at first, you know, it, she gets all swept up in the emotion of, oh my gosh, this guy likes me. He he wants to be with me. Yeah. And then they show how painful it is yeah. when he really just brushes her off afterwards. Yeah. And really just treats her like 
oh, you didn't mean that much to me. Yeah. It's actually a and, heartbreaking scene when they actually, yeah. and it, yeah, from what I remember, I don't remember being explicit, which I appreciated. Yeah. Um, I but I remember just being so sad watching mm-hmm. that. You see this young woman who has fantasized and romanticized yeah. this view of, I will find myself and I will be loved and valued because she's been, you know, she's lost. She's a nerd. She's whatever it was. But this, I yeah. can find the cute boy likes me. And then mm-hmm. she, and she goes and does it. And all she feels is one, how disappointing it was. And two, how hurtful it was. Yes. And she didn't end up finding herself or being validated. And yeah. actually it made it worse. And actually that's an excellent point, which is that it goes, it actually is one of those movies that does exactly what we were talking about, which is because he says there's something wrong with her for being bothered. That's this. right. Yeah. No, that's that's true. There's something yeah. wrong with her that, that, that it doesn't really matter. And she actually calls him out on that. The, the movie calls him out yeah. on that behavior. So this is an example of a Hollywood movie that's calling Hollywood out for yeah. its mm. casual depiction of sex. So that's a great, that's a good bless. Well done. You. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I know that my validation is exactly what you were looking yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, it was really Credit Girl Weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. It was really kind of, yes. No, that's very cool. All right, uh, Nathan, how about yourself? Um, I thought about this. And I'm glad you thought I, about I, this. I, I will say, oftentimes I forget my thoughts. <laughs> yes. I will say it was difficult yeah. coming up with, I, I love movies. I love Hollywood movies. But it was difficult finding a Hollywood movie that depicted love, sexuality, in a way I think is true and or beautiful. And yeah. those are the same thing. Yeah. Um, so it was difficult. But I will say there's one. I've seen many times. I don't know why. It's always on TV. And I really enjoy it. It's called He's Just Not That Into You. I think I've probably uh, blessed yes. this before. <laughs> probably have, recently. have. But I always come back to this movie because it is honest. Hmm. Sure. It, and, you know, you have all these movies, whether it's Fifty Shades of Grey or whether it's, I don't know, that's when this came to my mind. But you have, um, you have these movies that glorify these things that we know intrinsically are really destructive. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, yeah. you know, whether it's cheating on your spouse, but it's passionate, right? Or whatever it is, or you know, sleeping around, or a million different things. But this movie has you know four or five different couples in it, and you follow their stories, and it's very dedicated to be honest about how humans are, how humans work. Um, you know, there's there's a man who's uh is married and he's and he's being tempted by Scarlett Johansson to cheat, yeah, and you yeah. see him caught up in the emotion of this. And then I, if you haven't seen it, spoilers Spoiler. now, leave. Okay. Uh, and he does. And um, what you see is the, the fallout from that, the yeah. hurt that he caused, that it wasn't this magical, passionate moment yeah. um, that he had in a member like the Titanic mission. Yeah. It destroyed his life. Yeah. And um, that I think is a really valuable thing to put on screen. You have the other person who refuses to commit over years and years and years. You know, in Hollywood, it's told forever that living together is fine. That's really what you do. Marriage is stupid. It's kind of been going out. Of, it's out of vogue for a while. And it shows the hurt that he causes his partner because he couldn't actually commit to yeah. this woman in front of him. Yeah. There's other ones like the woman who fantasizes and romanticizes. I view that those phrases a lot during this, but that's a lot what that's what Hollywood does. Yeah. Spoiler, that's what Hollywood does. Yeah. It's all they do. But, she, <laughs> yeah. but it's a woman who basically has a Hollywood mentality when she yeah. goes into relationships yeah. and she meets someone who breaks all that and says, this is reality. So I really like this movie. It's not perfect, but I yeah. love that it has a dedication to actually being honest about humans uh, in the context of relationships and sexuality. So that is one of my blesses. I also, just for a fun one, we can do that. Really, yeah. Just change things up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie called Five Feet Apart. And we saw it last, okay. it last year, the year before. Wow, time is illusory all of a sudden. Yeah. I've seen parts of it. And listen, it is a teen movie. It is, um, it, it is not perfect. It's not necessarily no, deep. But, like, but what it is, is it's 
beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's the sweet. concept of the movie is about these two kids who have these immune diseases where they can't be in five feet of each other. Yeah. Um, because they'll, they'll infect each other and they'll, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know everything about the sickness, but basically you have a love story where the two leads can't touch, touch each other. other. <laughs> yes. And I think, I know that's not just making me sound very like old fundamentalist Christian here. Yes. That's how love stories should go. Six feet apart. <laughs> Make room for Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Make a lot of room for Jesus. And he was six feet laying yeah. down. Um, it was COVID before COVID. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I thought it was beautiful that for once you saw especially with a couple of yeah. teens, he saw a love story that was based around um, talking, getting to know the person over a, over a, a long period of time. Yeah. That it wasn't just based on emotion, that there was friendship, that there was, yeah. and it was a lack of physicality yeah. that actually caused them to have a deeper relationship yeah. um, early on. So, and honestly, the soundtrack, I downloaded it, I've listened to it a million times. It is beautiful. It is, I cried at the end of this movie. I don't cry at movies very often. It is a teen is a teen love story, but it was beautiful and I loved it. So yeah. Five Feet Apart is definitely one of my blesses. Curses, um, one is Eat, Pray, Love. Yeah, this is an, an oldie but goodie. An yes. oldie but goodie. I brought this up not too long ago on a different podcast, but this movie, I feel like in the book, uh, in conjunction, have done in, incalculable harm to yeah. women. Maybe the last generation, I don't know how many women now are reading yeah, it's, it's Love. More, yeah, I think. But yeah. I, you look back and you see, because the movie is about this woman who goes, I don't want to be a mom or a wife anymore. And yeah. she abandons her family and goes and finds a host of young lovers and um yeah. and travels around the world and then she's fulfilled and uh i think that is just an incredibly damaging lie yeah uh, oh yeah not even speaking scientifically but ab absolutely scientifically uh we can we can show that this is a, this is a lie no, but goodness yeah. gracious you have a generation of women who run away from the beautiful things of life like relationship and commitment and family and goodness and community to what you know take a picture on for your instagram on the beach and have a string of young right. robbers who don't actually know or love you yeah and i think that women have bought into this lie and so have men yes um, very easily i think it's actually uh behooved men looking to take advantage of women yes um, yeah yeah uh so but i think it's really damaging movie for culture and message and i've seen this in a lot of different movies it's not just um, the author and creator of this film and this book, but this message is it's, really it's so it's so blatant and kind of yes. like unaware of itself that it's very yes. easy Absolutely. to point to. Yeah, I yeah. watched it was going, what? They're 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 actually saying this like outright. Yeah, and this is the total. Yeah, it, it just it blew blew me away, and there's no yeah. So that is one of them. And then I'll, I'll just give a quick curse to Jerry Maguire, which we sure, have- yeah. Mostly for its ending line. Yeah, yeah. pretty much just for that <laughs> one line. It's which a is, good movie with a very problematic yeah, ending line. Not a bad movie, <laughs> but the ending line has messed up a lot. A lot of, of people, people, yes. Which is, you complete me. I have news for you. You will not complete someone else. Yeah. No. And they will not complete you. As my youth pastor said when I was 15, why would you want- Two people who are fifty percent from to have two people at a hundred percent. Yeah. So True. um and it's still stuck with me. Hey, there you go. It's yeah. It's a good essay. So I curse really just that line from Gary McGuire. Remember, there yeah. is a God-shaped hole in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Not a Tom Cruise shape. Purity is in line with the direction. Yeah. She hasn't seen it. I haven't oh, seen it. Okay. Oh, okay. She okay. barely knew what it was. <laughs> yeah. I was like, who's that? <laughs> I 
yeah. Oh my gosh. I I feel like, you know, like I feel like the old Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh man, my references are outdated now. All right. So I will try to be really quick with my blessings and curses. I will bless an oldie but a goodie on this podcast, a favorite of this podcast, 500 Days of Summer. Oh yeah. Ooh. Because it is one of the few Hollywood movies that I think actually does portray in very excruciating detail the way that our culture has lied to us about sex the way that it said look as long as two people are consenting it's fine nobody gets hurt it's not damaging in any way and that you find love by um engaging in engaging in lots of free sex and by putting all of you know your identity in another person it's basically all of those lies put together in one movie and showing how all those lies are lost. It also yeah. pops the the emotion bubble. Yeah. Because it's the young man who's in this, one of my favorite characters, I'm, by the way, I will take all credit for this because I showed this movie to you after years. Yeah, you can have, you can have yeah. total credit of for it. And it's one of my favorite movies of it's, all time. It's amazing. Oh, like but yeah. it's, again, it goes back to realistically portraying humanity yeah. and relations yeah. and sexuality. And this man very caught up in the emotion, again, romanticizing this yeah. other person, um, this version of another person. Yeah. And then there's this great, and you might have been, uh, you might mention it, but at the end of the the movie, you have a talented filmmaker, whoever did this, I can't remember the name, but he split the screen into two. Yes. Oh, and oh, so and, and one side, reality. yes, mm-hmm. one side is fantasy expectations, yeah. the other side is reality. And so you see- It's one of the greatest pieces of, of filmmaking oh, in my past like 10 gosh, years. It's yeah. amazing. And you're watching yeah. two different things play out as you walk into this party and ex- expecting yeah. what will happen. You're expecting to sweep her off her feet. Right. And yeah. what it w- really looks like. And it shows the power of fantasy in our lives yes. and how important reality is. Yeah. So I think, so that's what I say is if, if you want to see a movie that encapsulates everything we've been saying today about what's wrong with what Hollywood tells us about yes. sex and a possible right direction for a path forward, maybe not the complete path forward, but a positive step in the right direction. Yeah. Say 500 Days of Summer is a, is a great movie for that. I'll say for my curse, and this is, it's a, is a movie called, I watched years ago called Under the Tuscan Sun. I don't know if <laughs> oh. any of you have seen that. You can actually, you, I, I feel like maybe. And Wasn't it by the same person who did Leap Year or something? I don't know. I just remember I saw it when I was younger and it was, the hilarious thing about it is it's another one of those not self-aware movies about a woman who is is trying to find love and fulfillment in her life by doing all of the wrong things, like doing all the things that Hollywood tells you to do. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it doesn't work out for her. But the movie is unaware that it doesn't work out for her because of the things she's doing. They think it's just one of those things that's like, you know, sometimes things don't work out in life. And it's like, <laughs> it's like it could be because of all those terrible choices you exactly. made. You are literally making all of the wrong choices, like sleeping with the guy who's like, you know, who seems like he's got all the red flags. Yeah. Like, you know, jumping yeah. out of like commitments and like doing, like just doing all these things, like saying, oh, just jumping onto impulse. And she encourages a younger girl to do the same thing, which is, horrible but they treat it as again just a very romantic and very positive thing and even yeah. give hope that this strategy is going to work out for her and it's just one of the least self-aware movies that i've ever seen it's the inverse of 500 days of summer where they're aware that this is destructive and this they portray it and they portray the actual consequences which i think it was based sort of on a memoir which is why they ah. portray the actual consequences but they're not aware that those are the consequences of those actions gotcha mm-hmm. okay That's hilarious so <laughs> So what's our, what do you think is our big takeaway for, for our audience today? 
uh, Hollywood doesn't know what it's talking about, but we do. (laughs) (laughs) So find somewhere else to actually, but whether it's real life, in real life to tell you what it is and find, you know, sources that know better about I would highly suggest scripture. (gasps) But I don't want, you know, not pushing to anyone, but it does have a pretty good definition and example uh, example of love. Yeah, that is Mm. really great. So yeah, I'd say that is, you know, real life. And then, yeah, going off of find more credible voices sort of Mm. in your life for um, then Hollywood and seek out those credible voices. I think scripture and I think that, you know, the faith, Christian faith tradition has really good resources. But I think that for whatever it is, if you have to find resources that have credibility and Hollywood doesn't have very much. And guess what? Yes. Scientific resources will tell you a lot. Yes. Read some articles on relationships, on Ooh, sexuality. That's a really good Read one. some studies. Guess what? You might just find that this thought you've had or this this world you've had about a particular subject really uh, concerning sexuality and relationship might be have been proven wrong by, Already by for a like ton of studies a, and thousands of people. Decades ago. Decades. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This might be really great things to inform how you make decisions in these areas. That's a really point. great, excellent. There's a book by Helen Fisher. Look her up. I read, I forget the title of it now, but it has a lot of great studies sort of cross-cultural. Awesome. Cross-cultural studies you can look at. Anyway, yeah. awesome. Well, so uh, Kelia, uh, now that we're wrapping up the program, do you have anything you want to plug or places if you, people want to get in contact with you where they can go? Yeah, well, you can always find new articles on evmagazine.com by mm. yours truly. Mm. And if you want to just get type in, yours truly into yes, <laughs> and the author search bar, yours <laughs> truly. Um, and if you want to find me on Instagram, my handle is kelia.clarkson. Mm, nice. Yes. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, Nathan, anything you want to plug in particular? Hmm. You know, I will actually plug something. I don't usually plug anything, but uh, I wrote a book called Good Man that came out last year. Oh, next. And yeah. it there is an entire chapter um, about romance and sexuality that is written in a way that uh, we explore as young men, as men, how to kind of view these subjects. So I would encourage you, if you um, think of it, if you want to, uh, check out my book called Good Man, which is an explore and which has an entire chapter um, that explores sexuality and romance and how we ought to look at it uh, from the perspective of men, especially men who desire to be good men. Um, and if you want to get reach me on the socials, just type in my name, Nathan Clarkson. Uh, you can also go to my website at NathanClarkson.me. I love hearing from you. Please send me messages. Um, and if you would like to visit our website, The Overthinkers, please go to theoverthinkersjournal.com. We have some new um, articles coming up. You can also learn more about your hosts and what we do. And hopefully we'll have some events coming up very soon once the lockdown ends. And um, <laughs> someday in 2025. One day. <laughs> and also, we have a great group on Facebook. Yeah. It's called The Overthinkers Group. It's a private group where we have literally hundreds of people who love these subjects, love talking about the big questions of life, about stories and art and film and philosophy and faith. We have arguments uh, in good nature, of course. Yeah. We have debates. <laughs> Which is we one have of the things I've really enjoyed is we're like, we have discussions, but they're good Absolutely. nature. And like, you know, we don't hate each other at the end. But at the end of the yes. day, everyone's interested in these big things. Yes, and so exactly. it's a really fun community of overthinkers. We'd love to have you. So please go to the private Facebook group, The Overthinkers on Facebook. And Joseph, where can people find you? People can find me on all the socials, uh, Instagram, Holmes5905, uh, Twitter, NormalGuy8, uh, all of the, yeah, that's a long story. <laughs> you talk to some people from my Another kids' time. days. Yes, Another exactly. Um, and you can also find me on my website, uh, is uh, josephholmesstudios.com. And yes, please check out the private overthinkers group 
And thank you everyone very much for uh, joining us on this podcast. And remember all, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Thanks. <laughs>